0: Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. 1944, I was born in Cleveland, in a suburb of Cleveland. But two years later, in 1946, after the Second World War, my father, who had worked in a war factory during the war, moved me and four siblings and my mother to a farm 60 miles west of Cleveland. And this was in a little town called Milan, Ohio. And Milan is spelled like Milan, Italy, but it's called Milan. If you drove through it today, you'd notice there's something really different and unique about this small town. Not very big, it's only about 1,500. But one of the things that really strikes you as very different about this town is the number of really extraordinarily large beautiful well-preserved homes some of the mansions in this town and it just makes no sense because it's in the middle of farm country and why would you have these amazing homes in this town and the town is put together in a very classic almost new england sense and there's a reason for this because a lot of the settlers who actually came to Ohio had actually grown up in Connecticut. So a lot of the towns around Milan, Ohio, have names that come from towns in Connecticut like Norwalk and Greenwich and New London and Fairfield and New Haven. For some reason, this became the place where all the farmers from Ohio and from Indiana would, by horse and wagon, they would bring their wheat to Milan, Ohio, and there would be boats that came down the canal, and then the wheat would go north to Lake Erie, and then the wheat was used in New York City, and it was put on shipboard, and it was shipped to England and to Europe. So this little town of Milan, Ohio, in 1847, was the second largest wheat port in the world. People made fortunes on the wheat, And they built really, really large houses So to this day. And they're all kept up. I mean, it's a beautifully kept up little town. So I grew up on a farm two miles from there. Right about the time, the railroads were starting. So the people who were putting the railroad in came to the town fathers of Milan, Ohio. And they said, you know, this would be a perfect connect. We'll put the trains in, you know, and we can bring things by train and things will go by boat it'll be great. And the town fathers say, well, we don't see any future for railroads. We think canals is the future. I can't see railroads replacing canals. And they said, no, we won't do that. So the railroad moved four miles to the south and it became the railroad center. And within 10 years, there was no more canal business. The whole town economy collapse. It was a prosperous town, and there was a lot of money in it, but that was the end of Milan as a wheat port. So now I come to the second part of the Milan story, and that is while the world-famous reputation as a wheat port was starting to decline, a boy was born in Milan, Ohio to Canadian parents, and the reason why Canadian parents came to Ohio is that the father got in political trouble in canada and he fled across lake Erie to ohio and when they got here in a very short period of time the boy named thomas edison was born there thomas edison you know is really the creator of modern america in two senses one is not so much about the light bulb not so much about electrical systems But he was the one who demonstrated that whole cities could be electrified, and New York City was the first one. And he demonstrated how you take electricity and electrify an entire city. And his model still probably is used, and there's many cities where the electrical company has the name Edison in it. But the other thing is that he was the first person to actually design the modern research laboratory, and the first one was in Menlo Park, New Jersey. But it was the first time that you had large numbers of engineers and scientists and technicians brought together under one roof with the intent of inventing new products and testing out new products. And so he literally created the modern corporate research, large scale research organization. So I always find it really interesting that just two miles from where I grew up on my farm, you had the end of one great age, which was Milan as the second largest wheat port in the world. And at the same time, you had a boy born who was the founder of the next age in America, which was electrical. So things end because the people in charge are not open to the future. They think the way they have things going is actually the way it's always going to be. And the moment someone has that thought, that's the beginning of the end. And then new things are created by people who are barely noticed, and they have an insight into some new possibility, and they organize their lives around that new possibility. So as an individual, I've always wanted to be in the second group. I never want to be someone who's holding on to the past. I always want to be the person who's inventing something brand new that's just beginning to grow. And that's the type of people I love coaching and strategic coach. And that's the way it's always going to be. So I trained myself to be this way when I was in my teens, in my 20s. I was that way in my 50s and 60s. And I'm going to be that way in my 80s and 90s. So I don't hold on to anything that's already exists. I'm always looking for the new thing that's going to be the game changer and more and more I'm thinking about the future of the strategic coach. Edison was a game changer. I was very inspired by that and my whole life, no matter what age I am, no matter how much experience I have, I'm always looking for the new game and then learning the concepts that always make you a game changer.